Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Thurkey with Nashville for Nobodies. Unfortunately, Bobby is not hanging out with us today, but I do have a special guest in the house. I got my buddy Alex. Alex, why don't you go ahead, go ahead and introduce yourself? What's up? Uh, my name's Alex, and I'm an audio engineer in Nashville. Where do you work at, Alex? Uh, the Valentine, best bar. Hell yeah. Valentine's one of my favorites. I've been playing there for like five years. That's how I met Alex uh, playing there, and he got thrown into one of our gigs, and we've been friends ever since. It's been pretty pretty awesome. How long have you been in town? Uh, eight years now. Okay, so you're just, just a little sh- year or so shy of me. I'm, I'm going on 10. So hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Glad to have you in today. Uh, basically, I just kind of want to get your perspective from your side. Normally, we're it's Bobby and I talking and we're both musicians and so we're given our perspective and we have interviewed some other musicians and bands so we got their perspective of Nashville and, and what it is to to work here in this town so now that I've got an engineer in the house it's a little bit cooler because um, we get a whole different side and point of view so um, just tell us what you do I guess on a normal day-to-day basis working at the Valentine oh dear god such a long list <laughs> no um at the valentine typically it's every day is uh kind of the same slots but we do change up times but it's mostly it's like a troubleshooting day if anything uh most of the time everything else is just like unmuting and go and especially because we work with consistency like a lot of the same bands so you kind of remember people's tones people's gain stage oh i'm gonna spare you the nerd but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we we get nerdy in here. It's all good. Um, so, like you said, you, you work with a lot of the same people, and I know this because I'm in every Friday, 6 to 10, and now I have a new shift on uh, Thursdays, 8 to midnight. Yeah, boy. So we have the same band, same band members, and you guys work with a mixer that you can save everybody's scenes, so you just have to go in and make like slight adjustments. It's, it's only when you have a new band that you're like, all right, start from scratch. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that's the, the cool part about it because people that way, like eventually you start to develop like a taste of like what's good, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot at the beginning. It's just like a bunch of people playing the same, you know, instruments. And you're just at first trying to figure it out. Like, am I going to blow this place up? Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and then as time goes on, you develop a taste and it, you were kind of my, my bass template. <laughs> not, not to bro crush or anything, but your bass tone. Man, I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's a it's a tone that I discovered years ago, and I've stuck with it, and I haven't changed anything. Like I just, I don't mess with it. I like it. I love it. It works for me, and it's it's easy to manipulate. Yeah, dude, it's so. different though because it's not just like like it can be the same across many bases. Remember that time you brought that one bass in that you're like, yo, it's gonna. Oh, oh, when I brought the P bass in, I was like, yeah, it's going to be brighter. It's going to be louder. Yeah, you were, I mean, you were kind of like worried about it. And I was like, no, it's still that, that it's the touch, man. All, you know? all I had to do, all I did on that was I just like rolled off the level like about a quarter of what it was. Because mm-hmm. that, that bass really is so much louder than every other bass that I have. The, the pickups just have this very high output. Yeah. So you've been here eight years. You, you work at the Valentine. Um do you do any other recording or any other projects outside of just doing audio engineer at the Valentine? 
Yeah. At this point, uh, I used to have like another job where I was like property management, and that was like my day. But nowadays, um, since I don't have that job anymore, I make my day all about studio work. Yeah. So like, if it's crazy because it's a revolving thing where I'll like be in the studio all day, and then at night I go in and mix live. So like, you get recycled on the same stuff, um, and you get you get better at it as time goes on. And then, um, yeah. So like, most of the day is studio work with like a few select bands, and I do. I try to like I do like ten songs of them at once. They come up and track it, and then they bounce. And then it takes me like six or seven months to try because I take them through stages. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll track, and then I'll do a bunch of overdubs, and then kind of mix it down, and then listen to it. Maybe more overdubs, and then at the very end, it's like a final mix where it's all like big faders moving. But that's where um, like most of the days are. Hell yeah, man! So. Outside of that, my my question for you is, um, what is a typical Broadway night to you? Because we always get a musician's point of view. So I would like to get a sound engineer's point of view. (laughs) This is where you guys solve the riddle of where the hell is the sound guy. Yeah. (laughs) That's basically what I'm getting at. This is what this podcast is about. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure you out, buddy. (laughs) Like, where do you go to? Okay. (laughs) Because it is a common thing. But all right, here's the truth. You're sitting there for 10 hours. The truth is that I've sat there so much for the 10 hours that my ears, I'm trying to like look out for them now. So right. I deal with, I, I get the sound and then the goal is to walk away because you need to like reset your ears. But here's what happens. Bands come in, we get them set up, changed over. It's mo- We've gotten it to the point where we don't have to move any cables now because we have an option for everything like, right oh di is over here yep you know this guy and so, which i absolutely love about yeah. that place <laughs> yeah so it's pretty it's it's pretty foolproof at this point so when we get people going though and we have scenes for mostly everyone and if we don't like you can feel out the scene before because you walk up and you're like hey is your drummer singing uh, if you recognize one of the players that was strong you, you load up a scene with him on it and then that's your template gotcha but yeah, it's mostly that. We we do that. The band goes for like 20, 30 minutes. Um, and then after 20 or 30 minutes, you feel safe about everything being like appropriate. And it's like presentation of the band, you know, then step away. I guess. Yeah. And this is why I've smoked so much more now because I go outside, smoke a cigarette, think about it. Like, what did I, what do I need to fix? Okay. I'm just going to try to get my head off of it and fucking go back. And yeah, no. Yeah. And you're also giving your ears a break. And and I get that because I play anywhere from like four to twelve hours a day. So at the end of eight hours, at the end of twelve hours, like I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, I don't listen to anything on the way home. It's silent. Yeah, like I'm just I, my ears need a break. If anything, I'll turn on a podcast or something. But most of the time, ninety five percent of the time after gigs, it is silent in my car because I'm just trying to give my ears a break. <laughs> so yeah. I I get that. I bet, man. You probably got the, like some of the most seasoned ears. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, especially with a bass, like you're going around with that low end everywhere. Man, yeah, dude. It it really does. It 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 does follow you. Um, I am glad though that for most of my gigs, I run in ears now, so it's it's not so bad when I get off stage. I mean, it's still again you have music constantly pumping yeah. your ears, and I have, of course, more of my vocal, more of my bass and guitar. That's what I want in my ears. So I'm getting a. I'm not. It's not a mixed track by any means. Like I'm still getting Ugh. loud things in yeah. my ears. 
So uh, I get that completely. It's like where you find out the guitar player has a 12 dB boost pedal. <laughs> Speaking of the, the dB boost, I, I found out I was playing a gig and my wireless died. So I have another uh, above my wireless because it has the tuner pedal on it. I have another tuner pedal separate above it. So if that does die, I can just plug into it. Sick. I did that a gig one day and I lost half of my volume. Oh, no. Like, I didn't realize that this wireless pedal had, like, a gain stage that was, like, set way higher. Yeah. Dang. So, I finally figured out how to change that, and I did. So, it's, like, pretty close now. So, it's just, you just have to make minor adjustments. But I'm telling you, dude, like, I switched, dude, in the middle of a song one day, and it was, it was like my bass wasn't even there anymore. (laughs) Are you sure that just wasn't, like, a spiteful engineer? (laughs) No, no. It was definitely, I, I came home and tried it here it did it at the house here and i was like ah yeah and then i started looking into that problem and sure enough mm. those pedals do have like a, a boost on them and i was like that's cool it's something to help with the signal and i to make it sound like a real cable you know how they how yeah. they do um so outside of like your perspective like you coming in and like doing your job like we have to deal with patrons and I know that you guys do at times too. <laughs> you guys don't have to deal with much of it as we do, obviously, <laughs> especially now at the Valentine, y'all have that whole like room built with your little sliding gate door, yeah. which is absolutely adorable. That's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. It was a Ryan request. I, you know, it, I like it. There was, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like two weeks ago, it was a night that you weren't there. Um, I think it might've been one of my first nights working with Nikki uh, I went and stood back there and people kept talking to me. So I just went inside there and shut that door nice. and nobody <laughs> talks to me anymore. And the door is only like knee high. Like it's not yeah. super big. It's the off like, limits door. When that thing shut, like nobody like, ah, uh, he's working or busy. Like they don't, I, I was just standing there and people didn't talk to me anymore. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. We sprayed something on. I, I wish, I wish I could like, just like lift up, a little railing in front of me during gigs when people are talking and <laughs> enough and, like, stop <laughs> that would be absolutely Wagon wonderful what's oh, that's a question i got what is your most requested song is it Freebird? Uh, no um no so Freebird's not really requested as more or less it's just shouted because a lot of people just think it's funny to shout Freebird. they don't actually want to hear it but then when you're like oh yeah we'll play it for a hundred dollars people are like for no whatever way. for whatever dumb reason they pay a hundred dollars for that yeah. song yeah i i still don't get the obsession it's a great song i still don't get the obsession with Freebird. um i think it's like i so i i can definitely say the most requested artist is morgan wallen 100 percent. yeah um teach their own he's the most rest requested artist that we have song it used to be whiskey glasses i don't ever hear requests for that anymore thankfully yeah um sometimes we'll throw it in there if we need to throw in another morgan because people just they just yell morgan wallen all night i don't know when that's going to end hopefully soon (laughs) um so say what you will though about morgan wallen i will say he did accomplish a few things it actually i didn't listen to country music like most of my life me neither but i don't know i think it was like sand in my boots or something i i was kind of cheesed out with whiskey glasses i was like no not sold yeah right 
But when Sand in My Boots, the first time I heard it, I was like, that is a really creative chorus melody. Yeah. And it got me. Um, and so that's, he's a converter. He's a really good at converting people. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I I don't have anything bad to say about the guy. I don't like hate him or anything. His, his stuff's not my favorite. Yeah. I'm tired of playing it. Yeah. But then again, there's a lot of songs that I am tired of playing as well, or that we get requested a lot. So your question was my most requested song. Yeah. Um, top two artists for sure are Morgan Wallen and Garth Brooks for the gigs that I have been on. Um, Sand in My Boots is requested a lot. Friends in Low Places, Wagon Wheel, Chicken Fried. Those are the four songs that come to mind that almost every gig I play, that song, those songs are done. Um, Chicken Fry. And friends in low places are probably more requested than the others because there's a lot of female artists that will yeah. sing those songs where I do feel like when there's a female singer or artist, we don't get a lot of Morgan Wallen requests where if it's a male artist. So, but anyways, I'm here supposed to be interviewing, interviewing Dude, you. I got You're questions too. Come on. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. That's fair. You got questions. I got questions. My question really is just where the hell do you go halfway through our set? But no, no, I will say though, like at least like the Valentine, Old Red, um, some of the, the bars are on like the TC circuit and stuff like that. I am happy that one, I can control my mix from my phone. Actually, Old Red doesn't let us, but they're there the entire time. And then that brings me to point two. Point two, you guys are there the entire time. You may walk outside or go upstairs, but you are there. Yeah. Um, I know at the Valentine y'all don't wear a wireless pack, but I know at some of the venues they do. Is this a suggestion? I'll do it. I want to. Well, I you should. You should. can if you it's want. I'm, I'm just saying it's that then if we something does happen, yeah. we can just like, hey, we need you. Perfect. And otherwise, you're just listening to our uh, banter talk through Dude, the talk back. I'm in, I love y'all's banter. But <laughs> you mean you mean the same old dad jokes that are said over and over and over again? <laughs> I mean, I don't mean just yours. I mean some of the bands. Um, some of the band. I forgot what band it was, but they went through an entire night doing the Elmo voice. Oh my god, that's amazing. Elmo. That's amazing. Turn your guitar up. Like that, that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, I tuned in for the whole thing on that. But, yeah, definitely. Packs on the go. But I don't really, as far as, like, going around the building, I go up to, like, the kitchen. Yeah. See what uh, free shit they've got. <laughs> and then I go to make sure the, the roof isn't burning down. Hey, man, I'm always hungry, so there's free shit in the kitchen. <laughs> you want me to come down? With some, Bring me some food, bro. Bring down, like, a plate. Like, yeah, man, I got y'all some fried chicken. Just hand me up one of those to-go boxes. Just hand it next to me. I'm like, score, yes. Especially, like, this Friday and not the next, but the one after that. I'm doing doubles at the Valentine, so I'll be there from six to close. Come see him. This is uh, promo. Got him. <laughs> um, this this won't be out by the time uh, those gigs are done. This, you'll probably the, be this, doing the same shifts, if not more. Though. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> um, story? Do you want to? What do you want me to do? You want to go all the way back? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, tell us, tell us how you got here. Like, what what is what is Alex's story of how he got here to Nashville? That, this is that's a, that's what I want to know. Um, I was in the army for a while and I was like up in Fort Lewis 
Washington mm-hmm. station up there. Wouldn't recommend it. It's a little cloudy um, <laughs> all the time. And so I went on what's called a TDY. It's like temporary um, stationing to a different place. We were in Utah, in uh, like out in the desert near Salt Lake. And it was a weapons depot. And we were going out there every morning, like four in the morning until three in the afternoon, just clearing ordnance. Um, but it was mostly, it was all chemical munitions, munitions that they were worried about. And that's why we were there. Okay. Even though we were explosive guys, we were there as chemical help and support, whatever, not important. Um, we, when we get off, we just stayed in a hotel. And I, I was playing all the time at this point. Because I had nothing else to do in the army. I don't play video games or anything, but so I'd play, and then one day I just got off and I was like, I'm gonna go try and play at this bar. And so I literally went into this bar. I asked the manager, "Hey, can I just like sit in the corner and play songs?" They're like, "Sure." <laughs> I sit in the corner and I start playing. I was dumb. I was like 22. I was like, "I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play. I don't care." And That's, so yeah, I, I used to do the same thing, man. <laughs> And, uh, and then this, it was by chance, the one couple that was in there in the very beginning stayed and then more people would come and they'd just sit and it was like right around dinner time. So everyone was chilling. There's one couple though, the Manos couple, Rocky and Heather, my favorite people. Um, uh, they come over and they meet me and they're, they like immediately like take me into their circle of friends, invite me over. What I'm leading up to is I start playing all the time at this bar because of them. Mm-hmm. I eventually get the, I guess, the idea to go on a trip with my girlfriend while I was up in Seattle. And we were going to drive all the way down, like, Highway 1 to just to see, like, California. And so we're doing it. We're in Sacramento. And I'm like, oh, American Idol, do you want to try out? Because, like, she was really good at singing. She was like, yeah, if you try out. I was like, okay. So we both try out. And uh, they end up pushing through all the way to the, like, the judge day. Where they're like, you know, you're supposed to meet the actual judges. Right. So, cool. I go in, meet the judges. They, like, let you through to the Hollywood thing. Whatever. There was 100% because of the military. They were, like, biting at the military thing. So, they wanted to ask me all these questions. These, like, kind of terrible questions. Like, so, tell us about the people you lost. You're like, what? No. We're on the beach. Like, I'm not going to. This is what the interview's about? So, um, anyways, long story short, go to the Hollywood thing. I don't make it that far. I go back. My colonel, I tell him, I'm like, hey, man, um, I didn't, I didn't like win the thing. Thanks for letting me go. Whatever. He's like, do you want to get out and go, you know, pursue music? I was like, I have a lot of years still on my contract. He's like, do a school drop. You can get out. Just find me a college in Nashville or L.A. or wherever you want to go. It starts in the next 30 days, and we'll get you enrolled, and that will be your reasoning for getting out. I was like, okay. So SAE was like the only school that was starting because it was like the middle of December. Okay. You know, there was on- that was the only one that could still accept enrollment. So they took me in. It was a school of audio engineering. I come down, and I was like, yeah, I'll learn how to record myself and whatever. And that Was that here in Nashville? Yeah. Okay. So that's, boom, moved down here, and then started going down the school route. Went there. Belmont undergrad and grad, and then Valentine. <laughs> All so, of a master's degree to get downtown. <laughs> oh, so you have your master's in audio engineering? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's why I'm a nerd. Well, I know you're a nerd. <laughs> I didn't know that you had your master's. I mean, 
we we only get to, we only hang out so much like at gigs before and afterwards really and then when we got to hang out with you on fourth of july which by the way that was sick thank you for that like my girlfriend and I still talk about that. Like that is one of the coolest Fourth of July experiences we've ever had. Like yeah. both of us individually and also together. But that was super cool to be able to sit on the actual roof of the Valentine. Oh man! And watch. <laughs> I hope Ryan doesn't see this. <laughs> I mean, his managers were up there too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It wasn't just like. Yeah, us. No, it's definitely. The I don't. I don't spot. think anybody important listens to this at all. <laughs> we they don't. will. They will. Just give them time. <laughs> no. Uh, it's like definitely the coolest spot to stand, like in Nashville, if you ask me, because you're freaking submerged in everything around you. There's like not a giant building next to you. You know, you can see like yeah the whole strip and turn around and the Batman it, building. It was one of the coolest experiences I have definitely had down here for sure. Like, and not like not music related, like not a, not a gig related thing. Like just, yeah. I wasn't even working. I was just hanging out downtown, which I never do on my days off. Dude. But we were here. So we're like, let's do it. I'm glad you got to see it, man. Cause dude, no, like it was awesome. Thank you, seriously, yeah, dude. For all the hours you freaking do on the strip, like the, I feel like there are a few musicians down here that do that many days, and for them, the strip is kind of yours. You know what I mean? You hold the large market share of it. <laughs> no, there, there's a lot of musicians that work way more than I do. You think so? Oh, oh no, I know so. I That's, know so. I didn't know that a lot a of grind it's, it's a lot of drummers actually a lot because I, I don't. We can ask Bobby this whenever he comes back, but maybe it's a little easier for them to do the doubles, triples, and quads because they're sitting down. Yeah, man, eight hours on my feet standing, and like I'm not trying to wear like big old comfy shoes. Like I'm still trying to look good. I'm still wearing Vans or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like I have insoles, but still eight hours of standing on your feet with a eight to ten pound bass hanging around your neck yeah and you got to entertain people yeah that's another thing i'm running around most of my gigs like today's gig my morning gig on wednesdays it's very chill for me i like it that's two reasons i haven't left it three one it's super chill it's it's just super chill two it's never the same i'm always learning different music and it's a lot of older country so it still keeps me in with these country groups yeah so I can go play with any of them if I need to while I'm still working and learning on my own stuff that I enjoy. Dude, and then so three, sense. it's been such a consistent gig. Like, why would I walk away from it? Like, I've had it for almost we're, – we're right at two years now. I've been at that, that morning shift at Legends. So That makes so much sense about like, that you play with older country groups because that, that touch is so important mm-hmm. with old-time country. Yeah. Um that was one of the things when I started playing actually at legends, one of the groups that I played with a couple of the band members, three or four of them were from Blake Shelton's band and the guitar player was my next door neighbor. And that's how I got on that gig and how I really got playing downtown was because of them. And that was one of the things that, like he worked with me on was my touch and my playing. He teaches at, um, not Belmont, not Vanderbilt. It's the other school. Lipscomb. Lipscomb. Yes, thank you. Promo. <laughs> <laughs> but he teaches over at Lipscomb. He teaches guitar. I don't, I don't know if he still does. I haven't. He might. 
I don't know if he went back after COVID or not. But when he was teaching over there, when I, he helped me out a lot. And that was one of the things that they like focused on was my playing and my touch, like just making sure that I sounded right and I wasn't clanky. Because I, I did. I came from the, the punk rock and rock background, so I dug a lot more into my bass, which you get to hear like when I do play that stuff downtown. I do dig in a lot more. Um, but Yeah, you come with the that, that good good uh like just overdrive yeah with it though yeah so it's like it sounds good i don't want to sound bad that's all <laughs> and then when i when they when i started getting to recording bo did a lot of recording stuff so i was asking him questions and i i kept always talking about I was like man it's just so clanky and like coming through do i need a different di or a pedal or this and that and he was like no you just need to like you do, <laughs> do better do light he said do lighter finger work I was like, got it. <laughs> and so I, just, so I just, you know, d- developed a, a touch that now it's just kind of, it's it's natural. It's, it's just very natural. So you're in the Army. You got to blow shit up in the Army. You, you were a bomb tech, right? Yep. That's so fucking awesome. Um, so when I went to Afghanistan to play for the the military the uso and afe tours i heard you talking about this tell me now yeah man uh i got to do that with rachel lipsky um and we got to go to afghanistan on one of them we went to several countries but we got to go to afghanistan and we went to um active war zones which was the craziest thing for me and um is it bagram or that's yeah it's a base is, is that like the main base there bagram the, I don't the know about big, the main, I think. I know it starts with a B. Yeah, it's probably Bogram. But um, we went there. That's where we were like mainly stationed at. And then every day we would get on helicopters and we would fly out and do two or three gigs. That's playing. For, and we'd only play for like 45 minutes. It was an artist yeah. gig. But they were super cool. They they loved everything about it. But we did get to hang out with the bomb techs and the bomb squad one day. And they really? their area. And they were showing us different missiles that they've taken apart and stuff and how things work. And they what? had things like laid out on a table. That's awesome. It was super awesome. Then they brought over the bomb suit. You put and that they thing were on? Like, who wants, on? They were like, who wants to wear the bomb suit? And I was like, me? Yes. <laughs> me, yes. I do. And this was also like before I worked out. Like At this point in time in my career, I was just kind of like chubby but skin like i had skinny arms skinny legs and i was like chubby in the center and i was like i'll do it (laughs) and they put me in it and they didn't put the helmet on me but i just had the whole suit and i was trying to walk around that thing and also at the time that suit specifically the fans weren't working so i was gonna ask so most of within (laughs) within a couple minutes i was sweating hardcore i mean middle of summer afghanistan it's hot that's rough put the diaper on you and everything yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and uh there's a picture of me standing in it and then they asked they are like see how many push-ups you could do oh gosh i did like seven then collapsed (laughs) just just collapsed like and then i was like i can't get up and they were like roll over and they literally like rolled me over and had to help me up because you can't like you got handles on the back too (laughs) where you could grab them by the shoulders so that was cool man and then they took us out to um one of their like training fields and we actually got to like wrap some like stuff in c4 and like grenades oh what for real yeah dude like and like they're like all right let's see who can have the bigger explosion no like, way. we like went back all, actually, yeah i have video of it that's amazing everything. it was super cool 
and we got to do the little triggers and blow them up. They were gonna let us bring the triggers back. Yeah, a little little pop, yeah. turn, pull. Yeah, uh, they were like, "Yeah, you guys can bring these back." And they're like, "Wait, no, no, no. You probably shouldn't fly with those." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's part of a bomb." <laughs> Duh. <laughs> we're used to giving them away. That's like the yeah. common thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what they were trying to do. And they're like, "Oh wait, you can't." fly back you're you're yeah don't don't do that you'll you'll go to jail <laughs> i love that they tried to keep up the custom though that's awesome yeah it was it was super cool we, we had a lot of fun over there man we i got to see a lot of cool stuff uh some things i didn't want to see as well um i got i got a full experience in in 15 days and have, did you ever go overseas anything i you? had so the way our unit was is that we had a company that went to afghanistan and then a company that went to Korea. Okay. And I was on the Korea company. Ah. And it was cool because I got to basically just go. I was also like working for my colonel at that time. Love that man. Colonel Hoskins. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, he, I was. I went to Korea with him for like six months. And we slept in a freaking, I don't know if it was six months. I don't even remember how long it was. We slept in a freaking tent on the on a dirt soccer field. <laughs> it was, was kind of like third worldy you know oh yeah but it was on a base in the middle of seoul um no not seoul was it Seoul? i don't remember what city. it was camp uh probably and then we had another base that we went to so we just traveled around all these different bases and uh it was around the time when the tensions were really high with north korea so i was like are we like the forward detachment or something like <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we didn't know if we were going to get roped into it but um yeah, didn't happen, but came back. And then right when I was getting out of the guard at, at like, the end of my 10 years, uh, I was our company was going to deploy. And then um, they were they, the Army owed me, like, a bonus, right? But they hadn't paid me. And, like, they were, like, two years overdue. I was like, bro, like, <laughs> I wrote to every... That sounds like the Army. Yeah, I wrote to every congressman. And I was like, uh, need my bonus. Like, and then they put that reenlistment thing in front of me. And I was like, no. They're like, what? You're like halfway to retirement. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, if you're not going to pay me, you're not, that shows that you're just not going to take care of your soldiers. So yeah. I'm good. And that kept me from the deployment that like my unit went on right at the end. Okay. So, but everyone's good. Everyone made it back fine. That That's good to hear. Yeah. They were actually, uh, when I was over there. I think within three months of us being back, we heard that several the people that we interacted with, some of our escorts, like didn't make it home. So that was, oh, yeah, because we actually had like plans to meet up with some of these guys and like go to dinner with them when they came back to the states. They were gonna, all going to come to Nashville. We were going to take them around, and some of them we did get to that. It was really cool, but some of the ones that like I became closer with did not make it home, and that kind of sucked. So, but it's that's part of it, <laughs> unfortunately. Man, Man. I hate um, to hear it, dude. It's part of it's, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The loss thing in the army is rough. Yeah, um, or the military in general. That's like you never like the people that you don't really expect, you know, because they're not like the crazy ones. Like it's never the crazy ones that. Yeah. Um. Oh, got a little cat battle. My cats are fighting out there. Apparently. <laughs> I saw oh. his cat. Cleaning herself early. Is it her? Boys. They're boys. Oh, boys. My bad, my bad. AJ. 
AJ was cleaning himself with that <laughs> stiff leg, dude. He had Just that leg straight up in there, <laughs> and then he put it over his head like yoga. Yeah, and they're, they're limbo, limber. You can just, they'll just move however. It's it's crazy. All right, so you're in the Army. Then you got out due to go to, basically getting out due to going to school. Oh, my God, my cats are, like, going at it today. They're getting it. Jesus, what's going on? All right, we'll have to we should cut play that it part up. out. We should, we should play it up. Like, Kyle, you threw the cat through the window. <laughs> he Holy kicked shit. his cat. He went through the window. Sorry, guys. I had commercial break. <laughs> but anyway, so you were in the Army. You got out going to schooling. You came here to SAE, and then you went to Belmont, got your master's, and then you started working at the Valentine. I know you had your, your day job. We're not worried about that. Screw your day job. <laughs> day jobs are never important. Um, but... Actually, no, I, I will ask that. So you were doing a day job. How long did you do the day job and work at the Valentine? Uh, uh, about a year. But about dude, I'm totally open to talk about it. The The whole day job thing. It was like, it's the craziest cycle of events. And it, it like brings, it. basically the premise of like everything I'm starting to figure out about why things happen the way they do is... Like, there's always an experience being presented in front of you. Now, if you decide to learn the experience or not, is your choice. And But oftentimes, we're casting, like, an emotional bout. Like, if it's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing. But it's mostly just about the experience. Yeah, AJ agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so I got this property management job. Um, and because... I moved into an old house that out of nowhere in the middle of COVID, I started spending my own money and fixing this old house up. Did you buy it or rent it? Rent it. You rented it? The owner did not know what I was doing. <laughs> it, I went to the basement and it was just like this unfinished basement with like super in, like insulation foam. It was like really thin on the ceiling. And I was like, this is supposed to be a living space. Like they, they make this like a bedroom in the, in the advertising. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fix it up, and it'll kind of be an agreement thing where they they won't dislike what I did, but I didn't ask their permission. So yeah. started doing it, fixed this whole house up, and turned it to like a recording studio in the basement. And then we had this dude from, um, his name is Andrew Masters, that's his, his page. He goes around and tour studios. Well, we saw that he listed a microphone on Marketplace. And we were like, dude, let's go buy the microphone from him and then tell him the story about the studio. So we go, we tell him about it. He comes and do, does this tour of our studio. And it's it's awesome. It's like, gets us a whole bunch of followers. I mean, more than we ever would have gotten on this studio page. And then time goes around and eventually my professor uh, from my, I was still in grad school. I, I hadn't done my thesis. That was the last thing. But COVID delayed it. So this professor comes around after like a year and some change. He's like, hey, um, where are you at like with your thesis? I was like, oof. Well, <laughs> that didn't happen. I can't use the uh, facility. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, what have what you been up to? I was like, oh. And then I told him. And he was like, let's chat tomorrow. I'm going to catch up with the with the, the faculty. Then he checks back up and he's like, hey, do your thesis on that studio. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, and um, 
his name's Michael, uh, but he was like, he was like my right hand man, like best friend. Yeah. And uh, at the time, and he, so he's like, y'all do it together, turning your thesis. So we wrote this freaking hundred page report on everything, and not just like there was a desk here. Like we went into the acoustics of everything, of the reason why behind everything, and. Michael wired up the whole studio. So, like, every room talks. And it's really cool because it's an old house, but new-style studio. Yeah. And uh, built it to the book. Like, built a soffit in the back wall corners um, and a huge, like, two giant bass traps. Anyways, he let, it, he let me write this thesis. And then after I do the thesis, I take the thesis and the video. And I get this job doing property management for that house and for like 400 other houses in Nashville. Yeah. Just because I did that. They like, they heard about it initially. They were like, what are you doing to this fucking house? I was like, uh, I'll, I'll build you a better ceiling. I promise. And then like eight months later, I send it to them. They're like, do you want a job? <laughs> so it was cool. So that, that's how you got into the property management was by fixing up that house. Yeah. That actually is really cool. I didn't know that. That's pretty dope. It Yeah. It's like full circle. And that's then, again, things, Things happen crazy, weird ways. I mean, I have a lot to my story where, like, like you said, you realize, like, things are supposed to happen and we get to pick a path. And a lot of times we're so emotionally attached to something that we don't, we'd rather follow, keep following that path because we have so much emotional attachment to it. Yeah. When really it's like, no, nah, you should be going the other way. Yeah. And um, when I moved here, that was something that I was like, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop being so emotionally attached to things. And I'm going to start when I see a door open, I'm going to go check that door out. That's cool. I don't necessarily have to go through that door, but I'm going to check it out and see, is this, is this the right door I need to walk through before that one closes? Like, and I definitely, I try to keep my foot one foot in front of the other in that uh, respect. But I am a, I am a firm believer that like things do happen for whatever weird, crazy reason. And I mean, there, there's a lot of times in this town where I'm like, oh, I freak out. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because in our, our line of work, it is very feast or famine. Mm-hmm. And summer for me this year was great. And then coming out of it, it was the complete opposite. So there were a few months where I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, here's these gig offers. Or you can go do this job. Or like, and I was like, oh, well, that's an extra 600 bucks a week. Let's do it. Like, you know, just taking, instead of being like, well, I've been working with this artist forever or been on this schedule forever. I'm just like, nope, got to gotta go make money, you know? Yeah. You kept and, with the music, though. That's the important yeah, part. That's, that's been hardest, the hardest thing. And my girlfriend looked at me last night, and she goes, you know, it's really cool. Like, you don't give yourself enough credit. You, you're living solely off of music. And I have a lot of hard time, like, realizing that, like, thinking about that because to me I, i'm like You're oh it's, it's, it's work you know like i'm still going to work but it's not a typical job mm-hmm. in any way um outside of the fact that I, I get paid for what i do but it's it's just not your typical job and it's 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 crazy like i don't if 16 year old me could look at me now he'd be laughing he'd be like there's no way that happened Absolutely not. There's no way you because this is this has been my dream is to play music full time and fully support myself. People ask me that all the time, "What's your dream? Like, why did you move to Nashville? Like, okay, you play music, but like, what's next?" I'm like, 
this this is my life. Like this is literally I get to play music. I'm doing everything I've wanted to do. Do I have some bigger dreams? Like do I want to do a stadium tour? Absolutely. If I don't do a stadium tour, is it going to be the end of my life? No, because I, I've already reached all these goals that I wanted as a kid. Like this yeah. is crazy. I went to college and graduated. I was a teacher for a little bit. I, I did the whole nine to five. I worked all those other jobs. I worked at a print shop. I worked at McDonald's for a while. Frito Lay. Uh, I worked in warehouses. <laughs> I mean, I've had Damn, I've had a Season. lot of jobs. Got it all. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've had a lot of jobs, and I've that's dipped, a resume. I've, I've dipped my toe in a lot of different places, and most of my jobs I've been at for a year or longer. Yeah, I'm. I don't like to just do things for a little bit. Like I dive into something, I dive into it, and I try to finish it out. And I would never go back to any of those jobs. I will do this for as long as I can. I this is all I want to do. I will keep doing it. I don't want to do anything else. Like, <laughs> Roman came in. Roman had to fist bump him for it. I'm like, Dad, I'm on with that. That's cool. <laughs> My damn cat just came in here. Meow. Like, fuck yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and like, I got married and divorced, and you know, I, I've I've done a lot since I've been here. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of a ride. I've traveled the world. I've got to see things I never would have got to do and experience had I stayed in my job, had I stayed in Texas, had I been too scared to just make that jump. And it, it was a scary jump. It was a very scary jump. And But now being here, I hate to say it this way, but I saw, like, I can see how easy it is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put in a whole lot of work. Yeah, you do. That's a lot. You yeah, a lot I was gonna say you gotta put in a lot of work, um, but you probably have to build up some kind of mental callus to make. Yeah. It oh yeah. Um, it's. I mean, there. I've had a lot of down days. I've had a lot of. Oh, this town isn't for me. I need to get out of here. I need to try something new. I've been here for almost ten years. It's it's time to give it up. And there's guys that come in here in a year and they're on stadium tours and signed on on payroll with an artist and things like, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. That would be amazing. But I also know that like, that's very slim to even get that. We're already in a 1% of the population of the world that gets to do what we do, but then it's even a smaller percentage that gets to do the big stadium tours and things like that. It's like that, that's the elite of the elite. And I, I'd love to get there one day. Hopefully, I will. Oh, um, you're, it's it's just a matter of time. Because you're in the, right now. You're you're out in like the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the people in the field, they go to the stadium. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, that's a, true. I will say though, in my in my experience of my life, um, I've always been the guy in the field. I've never been the guy to go to that next step you know what i mean i've always been that worker in the field no matter what i may be i hate to say it's way like the leader in the field that the top guy but i've the never Viking. never <laughs> left that field so um i'm hoping that and this is definitely the thing i've done the most i've been playing music since i was 12 and i'm 35 now you can do the math but um i've been playing live shows since i was 16 
I moved here. I've been doing this full time for almost 10 years. And I don't know. This is the thing that I've given the most amount of time to. So I'm hoping that there is a payoff in this. And if not, to be honest, being able to live this life solely off of music is pretty cool. Like, it's pretty dope. (laughs) Dude, there's totally a payoff. (laughs) So, you know, whether it's. whether it's you being in the stadium or whether it's you eventually one day finding yourself in like another predicament where you're like, I don't know, like looking at your family or like being on a trip or something and being like, damn, I did all that and I'm in, I'm in an awesome position. Yeah. You know, uh, that, I years. just, I just want to be in a healthy, comfortable financial situation for the rest of my life. Yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> Dude. I, uh, but, my men, my mentality on like, two things I think that like I really want to go off of that whole door opening thing and looking at all the doors um, I was going to say uh, every day you know you have that choice when you wake up to do you decide if people are bad or good when you wake up yeah you know and that if you have that answer in your head like right when you wake up and you just say good and, you know, don't think about, like, oh, no, everyone might be kind of, like, selfish. Then you think everyone's bad. But if you think, like, no, nah, everyone is, they're paying attention to everyone else. Like, then you think everyone's good. It's really just a matter of, like, selfishness. You know? You know, I try to think like that. And then I have interactions with people. <laughs> and then I'm like, dang it. <laughs> but you're also in a line of work that you deal with a lot more of the emotional side of people, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So maybe the, that might be like a, a reason why. <laughs> I'm not even talking about necessarily in my line of work. I was just at cookout yesterday. And <laughs> the, cookout, man. That's <laughs> the, lady, the lady in the drive-thru handing us our food spilled our drinks all over the side of my car and into my lap. Oh, like, she goes to hand us the drink. She's holding the tray with two hands. Oh, she had shaky hands? She, she not only had shaky she hands, the shaky but balls. The, the tray, the drink carrier, yeah. was folding in half. Oh, no. And she saw this. So instead of her just pulling it back Take. and getting two more, or like Jeez. one or two more, she just pushes it onto me to where it just, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, it just, it flew all over all over my door, down my door, inside my door, <laughs> into my rough. seat, and it's pouring down rain. Like, and there's ice all underneath my seat, in my seat. Like, I can't really do it. Like, I open the door, everything's just gonna like, continue to get wet. So, but yeah, that was her. The whole interaction was her. Like, she, she didn't really apologize for it. It was a sorry. Like, like, and then just didn't offer me didn't offer me like anything like any kind of compensation like she it wasn't like i the grabbed no this sorry. and it fell the no apology like, would she literally me. like pushed because i haven't looked at my girlfriend i was like did that that really happen? she just like <laughs> pushed that on she goes yeah like it just she just let it all over you it's like thanks for choosing out. <laughs> fuck you that's <laughs> what it felt like but yeah no so i do i try to when i wake up most days i do wake up in a good mood and i try to do that same thing like okay you know it's gonna be a good day people are gonna be cool and then i run into those kinds of people and i i get it that's another one of those like tests it's like all right you can choose the angry path or you can choose the 
be frustrated and get over it. And that's what I did. I chose to just be frustrated. Get over it. it happened. There's <laughs> nothing else I could do at this point. Anything I, anything I wanted to do was only going to make it worse. So why? <laughs> just, that's good. Was, you get was, aggressive. <laughs> was I angry? Most definitely. Did I want to punch a hole through the wall? Most definitely. <laughs> did I just say, thank you, take my food and drive away? Yes, I did. <laughs> you ate your Coke-flavored burger. <laughs> Thankfully, the food was... She didn't hand me the food yet, so it was just the drinks were spilled all over me. Ah, that's minimal. Drinks. Not just one. <laughs> multiple. At least you didn't get a shake, right? <laughs> the shake probably would have done less damage. I don't know, man. Those shakes, they can be liquidy when, sometimes. When she, no, their shakes are always like... They're like the Dairy Queen they Blizzards, man. They're shape just like, game. You're talking about Midtown? Cook no, no, this was Clarksville. That's what's going on. <laughs> Different caliber cookout work. Dude, Nashville, they have, yeah, they like, I, last time I went to Nashville, they're like so cool. They give you the food and like, one guy was like, hey, you know there's a prayer on the cup. I was like, thanks? <laughs> I've never been offered a prayer, much less on a cup. But yeah, there's prayers on their cups. Is there really? <laughs> Man, they're, uh, that's Jack and, um, who, who does that? In and out Burger does yeah they have uh like I think, I, think, I think they have like bible verses and stuff on their on their cups and on their like hamburger trays and and fry things and whatnot yeah be an interesting lawsuit between the two <laughs> <laughs> we started the prayer thing <laughs> oh man holy cow um that's the greatest thing about this podcast we get so off track from where we were at <laughs> well i don't not bad. That's no, no. <laughs> Listen to every other podcast. Bobby and I never stay on track. We just start talking. But anywho, so we were talking about you. You moved here. You can went to you, school. Can I tell you about today real quick? Yeah, man. That's, this that's, is, what, what, what do you want to talk about, I'm going to hit you up with today. All right. Hit me up with today. What happened today? All right. So, New Year's Eve. This, I'm not, I'm shameless, so I'm going to hit you with the truth. New Year's Eve, I brought my pipe to work. As I do. And right around, I don't know, it was kind of the crazy hours. Um, it was just like sitting on the desk next to the soundboard. <laughs> One of the managers saw it and told Ryan about it. <laughs> and Ryan, his, I'm bringing him up because you'll hear why in a sec, but he's our manager, general manager at the Valentine. He's awesome. So anyways. Great guy. Ryan awesome. calls me in for a meeting today. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm getting fired. And uh, like I go in and I was like ready. We started and I was like, look, I just want to say I accept that I was wrong. And I don't know uh, if you think that like I value working here or not, but I do. I'm sorry I made a mistake. Right. I was like ready to get fired. Right. right. And uh, he gives me, he like gives me a really like good advice on like how he's like, you need to work out your demons. And Long story short, he gives me a book, and it was a book on, like, leadership, you know, whatever, and uh, I haven't read it yet, <laughs> it's today, but I go, and I leave, and I was kind of, like, beside myself, because I went in there really scared, I was like, I'm about to lose <laughs> this job, because my pipe got found by a manager, and uh, he, uh, instead, he was, like, gracious, and he, like, saw that I was... So, also say, I, that dude is like the best boss I freaking ever had. So, I, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast we had. Uh, I believe that I talked about this, but 
it was when I brought on Nikki Claire. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I I did the first two nights, or no, no, I just did Christmas two days before Christmas that Friday, because Todd wasn't going to be there. Todd was like, "Here, man, you can have the shift. Just find you a band like you do." And I was like, "Cool." I went through my whole call list of my normal people. Nobody was available. They're all gone out of town, whatnot. So. Nikki came my way through uh, her boyfriend, a, a mutual friend of ours, and um, brought her on. She, I thought she did great. You know, I mean, she was nervous. There was nobody in there. She's young. She's still. I mean, she's not new to Broadway, but she's she's still she's still new. <coughs> I think she was just nervous of playing with dudes she's never played with before. Like there are three dudes she's never worked with before. Right. So uh, I I knew she was nervous, but personally I thought she came in and she crushed it. Ryan came down. He was like, "Hey, we're gonna close early tonight," which he's never ever told me that we get to close early, especially on six to ten. But there was nobody in there. <laughs> and that's my cat. That's my cat just coming in and saying hello. It's Roman. Hi, Roman. But <coughs> sorry, third try. But he um. After the gig, we, we close early. Um, he tells Hayden that if I want the check, I have to go up and see him. I've had Uh-oh. several talks with Ryan. Majority of them pretty good, but it's usually I'm being scolded somehow. Just he He's never mean, but he's always like, hey, maybe we should go a different route. These aren't the people we're looking for, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Now, Thursday night, the band that I had, not so good. <laughs> now my, can't, my cat can't get out of the room. Hey, he's getting it. Yeah, I'll get it. But he pulls me into the office. It doesn't lock. It They'll, they'll come in and out as they please. He pulls me into the office. And I was like, hey, man, you know, sorry it was a, a shitty kind of night. He goes, no, he goes, I was going to say the same thing to you, man. Like, sorry it was a, a crappy Friday night. He goes, but with this weather and it being the day before Christmas Eve, he's like, we kind of had a feeling this is how it was going to happen, but we still wanted to at least give you guys a chance. And I was like, well, man, I appreciate you at least, like, letting me come in and play and make a paycheck, you yeah. know, because it is two days before Christmas. <laughs> And he's like, no, man. And he's like, I appreciate you at least finding people that would come in and play. And he goes, so who's the new girl? You know, it's Nikki Claire. He goes, she's great. He goes, that's because I'm looking to bring in new talent. He goes, straight up, I'm looking to bring in new talent. He goes, I, I sat down there and watched you guys for a while. I, I thought you guys did great. I love having you here and having Eric back on the stage with you. It's wonderful. He goes, so um, I got some shifts coming up if you guys want them. He's like, I'd love to try you guys out and put them on. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to be honest. This is not how I thought this conversation was going. Cause I thought it was going to, I was, it was going to be, Hey, there's nobody here tonight. Like, thanks for bringing in the new girl. Like you brought in somebody else yesterday. Yeah. You're still not bringing in consistent artists. Cause the reason they took away one of my shifts before that Saturday shift was cause I didn't have a consistent band and artist. Mm. They wanted consistency, which I completely understand yeah. there. I get what they're doing there. And I, I agree. I was not consistent with what I had at the time. I also wasn't really sure what the hell I was doing at that time. Cause I was like, I just started like co-fronting and I was like, Oh, this is a thing I could possibly do. Do I want to do this? Do I want to just bring in a singer? How do I? 
So <clears throat> I went through a lot of trials and tribulations myself with bands and just in my own mind. But I thought for sure that Ryan was going to be like, yeah, the band from last night, because we did the band, the band the prior night was terrible. Not terrible. We did fine, but the singer and drummer just got drunk. Mm. And it turned the, the last hour of the show was very rough. Um, and we were busy because every other bar shut down, but us and only like two other bars stayed open when it was snowing that Thursday night. So we were busy. We had people. My band just decided to get drunk. Mm. And it was it was rough. Even I had Mikey on guitar and he came up to me afterwards. He was like, yo, man, I wouldn't hire them again. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I think you and I are on the same page. Yeah, how do you control that like mid-gig? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You got to walk on eggshells and be gingerly with it. Um, you just got to kind of... I used to work with children. I was, was teaching, and like I I know how to get down to that mindset and be like, okay, guys, like, hey, we got to do this. And then so I kind of control them in the best way, in the nicest way you can without getting mad and upset, get mad and upset afterwards, mm-hmm. but finish the gig. Um, afterwards, I don't even think I talked to the drummer. I was just very annoyed. And the singer, I mean, she left pretty quickly. Like, we'd split up tips and everything. And I was like, okay, I'll Venmo you guys in the next couple of days for pay. And they they left pretty quickly. And I just I just went to the back, and I was just like, this was terrible. Like, even the bartenders, uh, who did I, I think I had Hayden that night. Even Hayden was like, what's going on, man? <laughs> like, he was like, this isn't like, like, like your bands to come in and do this. I was like, you know, it's holidays. It's... Last minute, I was just trying to get a gig. I just need money right now. It might have been me. So, um, but was yeah. Hayden? Was it me or Hayden? No, it was Hayden. Those those first okay. those those two nights. You you weren't working. Um, but yeah, so back on to Ryan. Like he was very nice, gracious. Offered me more gigs. I've got steady work through these next couple of months. For now, he really likes. You know, and then we came in the following week and we crushed it both nights. Like we, we did, we crushed it. The tips were there, the energy was there, the crowd stayed, it got fuller and fuller yeah. throughout the night. There was no there was a little bit of downtime. We're a new band, so we're still trying to figure out those little kinks, but like for the most part it was a good show. Ryan sat down there and watched us. He liked it. Dom liked it. Like yeah. the the door guys liked it. And we played everything. We played everything. So I think I think I've got something good going here, and Ryan was happy with it. And so, like, whole point of the story, like I said, like I went in there thinking just like you did. Oh God, I'm gonna get yelled at. He's gonna be mad. Tell me, stop bringing in bands. And he was complete opposite. Yeah. He, and he was like, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, glad to have you. Great working with you. You have new shifts, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like, cause I, I even I even looked at the girls. I was like, make me another drink. i was like i was like i'm gonna need this (laughs) after this conversation and thankfully i didn't but it it, it was awesome he's the valentine is a great venue to work at he's a great person to know in town and to work with uh he everybody that i have worked with artist wise he has given multiple chances even when they do screw up there's only a few artists that i've brought in that have screwed up really two but I've only had to fire one of them, <laughs> um, you know, and then he took away my shift, but then in return gives me two new shifts a week. So it, 
he, I think he sees something in people. You know I, he I mean? does. I, I believe that he does. Um, I used to think he was kind of a, a douchebag at first. I, but he's a manager trying to run a bar on Broadway. Like he's got a, he's, yeah, he's gonna have his mixed reviews. Yeah, you know, you know and there's gonna be days where he's not in a good mood, and <laughs> if if you contribute to that not good mood, you're gonna have not a good interaction. Yeah, and, and you will, know, and, yeah, and, <laughs> and I learned that, and that's why, like, I mean, you'll you'll hear it like when I'm with Todd and them because they like to take long when they're getting set up. I'm like, guys, let's let's get the ball rolling. Like, we're supposed to be boom starting six thirty. We're starting like six forty five, six forty eight. We can't like. I'm going to have to answer to this at some point. Yeah. But it's things like that, you know, and I'm, I'm always like, no downtime. Like, let's just get the ball rolling. If Ryan's downstairs, I'm like song after song after song. Like, let's just keep the Is energy. That, uh, do those gigs usually want it to be like the best, like the ones where you're it's less talking, more playing? No, man. Cause there's been some gigs that we have done that have been like really cool just interactions with the audience like you get to learn about people because like yeah we're up there and like we're, we're doing our things yes we're the stars of the show they're there to watch us but when you get to like actually have conversation with people and talk to them and hear where they're from and their stories of why they're here uh it's it's really cool and um one of the stories that i tell a lot is someone requested a song and it was uh live like you were dying and this is the story's probably gonna uh, choke me up a little bit. It does every time I tell it, but uh, this guy, um, he wrote on a napkin, you mm-hmm. know, "Live like you were dying." Had twenty bucks, handed it to us, and then walked back. Didn't say a word, just handed it to us. Walked back upstairs. This is an old red, and he was on the the second level watching down. And it said, uh, "I just finished my last treatment of chemo." Um, Whoa. I'm in remission for brain for stage four brain cancer. I'm a survivor. It, it, it had a, a very heartwarming message. Yeah. And Todd was like, uh, yeah, let's do this song. And I know the song really mm-hmm. well. But I was so choked up by that. And I looked at Todd. I said, can you do this and give me a, give me a song break? I said, just give me one song break. Mm-hmm. And... I went upstairs, found the guy. Because like we, we called him out and he raised his hand. So I went upstairs and I found the guy. And Todd's playing the song. And I was like, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for the, for being here. You could be anywhere else in the world right now. You could be at any other bar. doing. You could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're here watching us paying for a song to be played after you just had the fight of your fucking life. That's heavy, dude. That's- I was like, dude... Gave the dude a hug. It was one of the coolest, most special moments I'll never forget in my life. But he just looked at me and he goes, this is all I wanted to do. because I just wanted to come to Nashville and listen to music. That That's what he wanted. That Coming to Nashville was one of his dreams. He goes, we heard you guys and we haven't left. Dude, that's got to feel so fulfilling. It it, 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 it does. And um, it it is. It's choking me up right now. Um but I gave the guy a hug. I said, I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad you're with us. If there's anything else you want to hear the rest of the night, you just tell me. We'll play it. Don't have to tip. And he's like, no, I'm going to take care of you guys. I said, no, no, no. We will take care of you. So I'm going to go back down there. Is there anything else you want to hear? Dude came by, kept dropping money, and kept requesting songs the whole night. Stayed there the whole night. Yeah. Didn't leave till the last like 30 minutes before we closed. This was a closing shift. Yeah. And it was just... 
one of those moments I'll never forget. And like, when you get to have those interactions with people, it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, we get a lot of bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, birthday parties, divorce parties. We get that kind of stuff. But there's also a lot of people that do come here to celebrate legit life achievements, surviving cancer and things like that. And when you get to hear their stories, it's it's cool. Like I do this day in and day out. You know, it's, like I said, it's, it's a job to me. So when you get to have those encounters with people and hear their stories instead mm-hmm. of just sharing your own, you're like, this is... This is really cool. So, dude, that is that's like one of the most fulfilling moments because, like, you know, you originally, when you go into music, you have those like few, I guess, ideas that everyone has of why they do it. You know, maybe it's amazing for them. Maybe they have a thought of they like want to help the world or whatever. Like, someone, if one person can listen to my song and feel better from it, like that mentality, you know? Yeah. But then you have, like, that's like one of those moments where he like sees that his you know what i mean that his maybe it was part of his whole thing where like when i beat cancer i'm gonna go to nashville i'm gonna drink my ass off you know what i mean and i'm gonna listen to some music and so like you're you're literally that finish line for him you know what i mean i i would i don't even know if i'm the finish line for him like that dude clearly has more that he wants to do with his life like i i think we were i mean for his battle like that's the victory yeah that, that might yeah it very very well may have been and if it was that i'm honored to be a part of that for sure it was it it was cool as hell. Um, it, it was cool as hell. I don't. I. I guess you you guys don't really have interactions with people like that, <laughs> dude. No, the interactions are so different. Um, this is my most asked question. It's all we're always like right in front of the bathroom, so it's people as they're passing by, they'll be like, "Are you the DJ?" And you're like, "Uh." <laughs> No, because if you say like, yes, as you turn the iPad away, like, yeah, they're like not the DJ. You know, we're like we're not the DJ, right? No, we're you're the sound not. guys, yeah. right? But I'm not gonna say that to somebody because I'm like, say you're the DJ. You know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> right. not even gonna indulge. So I just say no, and then I hope they don't say. But they always say, "How do we request a song?" I'm like, uh, "See the big QR code thing right there." I'm like, okay. Or that, or that bucket, put a twenty in it. <laughs> write what you want it, what you want on it. <laughs> Promo. Uh, <laughs> no, but then the other thing I get, which is this, is always from dudes, like older dudes. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm a sound guy. Uh, can you fix the snare? I, it just needs to be a little bit quieter. Or one guy will come in and be like, uh, "Can we get a little bit less kick?" I work at uh, blah blah. blah. <laughs> And I'm like, and sometimes they don't tell me what they do or where they work, but I never really snap back. I'm always just like, yep, I'll pay attention. And uh, so then I start paying attention to it. And I'm like, if I disagree with them, I'll tell them to their face. Like, I kind of disagree, man. I think it's fine. I think, uh, sorry, I trust, I trust my ears more than yours. And, uh, but sometimes very rarely I'll take a blow back and <laughs> one time some guy was like kind of dickish in his approach of like what I should do to the sound. And uh I looked at him, I was like, What what do you do for a living? And uh he's like, Why is that important? I was like, I was just wondering because I would go to your job and ask you why the fuck you do your job a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> I I've had those responses to people. I my my favorite is uh, people come up to us and be like, We can't hear his vocals. Can you turn his vocals up? And I'm like 
I am in the middle of playing. <laughs> Does it look like I can turn up the? I got you. Let me let me Sing grab louder. <laughs> <laughs> look, there's a switch on the mic. Nope, that doesn't work. It's that. That's that's what's always funny to me. And I, I sometimes I do. I'm like, yeah, see that person back there. Go tell them. They're the one in charge. And then they're like, oh, and they won't. They won't. They'll just sit down. It's like. Also, by the way, you're sitting directly in front of the stage. The speakers are just past your head, so yeah. you probably can't hear anything correctly anyways. <laughs> oh, it is all that. Yeah, the room is weird. But, I don't know, outside, dude, life sounds crazy. I'm just going <laughs> to blank that. There's so many possibilities for for issues, um, especially with how much shit's used, you know? Yeah. But outside of that nerd shit, <laughs> that nerd audio stuff, um, what about like writing, dude? Do you ever do writing and stuff? Uh, so as you see, I do have an acoustic guitar there. I did have an electric guitar next to it. I sold last week. Um, I have some lyrics and stuff written down. When I moved here, I loved to write. Then I started writing with people. Yeah. Not and I grew a, I grew a hatred for it. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Because... You're, it's one thing when you get together like just your friends, your boys, your, your your bands, whoever the people you work with all the time, your people. It's another thing like most people do in this town. They go and they rent out writing rooms with six to ten different people, or the, or they yeah. pay for a room monthly or whatever, and they're just they're thrown in there and they're they're basically forced to write songs. And everybody is like, "This is my song. This is my song. This is my song. <laughs> this is my song." And Crush. you'll feel like you have some great ideas, and they'll be like. Yeah, well, I think I'm just going to do this. And the same thing when I went in and I started writing like musically with artists and stuff. I would, I am more of a producer than I am a writer. You can give me lyrics and you can give me parts of a song and I can construct something awesome. Yeah. Me coming up with that out of the blue, those parts and those lyrics, I'm not so good with. I'm not the greatest with words. My vocabulary is only so big. My mental dictionary is only so big. I'm aware of that. There's other people out there that they can paint a picture. I, I, I cannot. I can only kind of just say what's on my mind at that time. So unless I'm just in one of those deep thoughts and I'm writing some stuff down, I can't just be stuck in a room writing with people, especially with people that are so opinionated they don't even want to hear your what you have to say even though you're all in there paying for this spot to write a song together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Well, there's also, I think, a level of... Um, as you get seasoned as a writer, you know, I, I think the better writers are good at diplomacy to where like you don't, you know that like you can't discredit people. You know, you simply like try experiments and if the experiment doesn't work out, you have to be honest enough with each other to say what the result of what the song wants and neither of you. And then I have, I think this is like my best therapy. Whenever writers come in, I always establish who the right is for. And it, that is, you know, because when we start, it's usually who you start talking to about whatever their their personal thing. Once somebody gets personal, it becomes about them. Then you lock into that. And now then you make the decision of who wants to write that song, you know. And then that way, like, you have one person, I guess, who has, like, the ultimate veto power. And you have to honor their veto. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to the end with them, you know. And if they don't, if it doesn't vibe, everyone should be honest enough to say, no, this doesn't vibe. Yeah. And you know? I, that, if, if it, if it was that way, I would love that. 
I have yet to have an interaction like that. Yeah. Maybe you're just not writing with um So these peeps. these two records on the wall, that's my old band from Texas, Where Vegas Lies. And the one thing I loved about these guys is we would just get together and we were a band. Just jam. We would just get together and jam. It's the best. And then some Chris would have an idea or I would have an idea and then we'd sit down and write a part to it and just over yes. and over and over. And at the time I had a house, my living room was literally it was a, a live performance area. Like we had house parties every Friday or Saturday. Like it was our house in back in Texas. We were known for having house parties. We were known for having bands and playing loud music. All of our neighbors knew they didn't care. The only time we ever got in trouble is when we would have cars lined down the streets. Yep, that's the norm. Um, <laughs> but that that's something that I that's something that I really do miss. And with with this band with Nikki, I was talking to them the other day in a, in a group message. I was telling them, I was like, you know, I think I've, I've found the, the group I've been looking for to actually work with. And I, I, I feel they all kind of agreed. Um, if not, oh well, but that, this is a band that I think that we can actually get together and be like, Hey, you guys want to write a song? And I think that we could just sit in the room and mess around and write a song and not, not be in that mental space of we only got a couple hours. You got to, we got to hammer out a song today, yeah. like, you know? And that's another thing is like people, everybody's they're so worried about writing the next number one, at least the, again, the, the writing experiences that I've had that I've been involved with. They're so worried about writing the next number one instead of just writing shit. They love like yeah. just writing and singing music. That's coming from the heart that they love. That truly means something to them. Not just, they're not just putting out another song to put out another song in hopes for a number one, like you're putting out a song because you love music. Yeah. That's why, that's one of the things that I moved here for. I came here cause I love music and I've realized this is a place that I can be surrounded by music 24 seven and do it as a job. Not because I wanted to be famous not because I wanted to be on tours, not none of that because I wanted to be surrounded by it and I wanted to be a better musician. Okay. So no, I don't write a whole lot. Um, I did see that you guys in, is that is that the studio space you were talking about that you had on your Instagram story? Yeah, it's called the Ark. Okay, so um, promo. Yeah, no, I was just about to say, go ahead, do a little <laughs> plug for yourself. So you have a studio called the Ark. Yeah, and it, it's a it's a full blown full studio. It's a two room studio. Actually, one of my childhood friends, her boyfriend, came up to me one day at the Valentine's like, "Are you the guy that owns the bootleg studio basement?" I was like. Yep, that's me. <laughs> but no, it's not so bootleg anymore. Uh, but basically, it was like it's like an older garage that we completely refinished and put like wood walls on. Like yeah, barn wood. it looks it, from the inside. It looks like either almost like a, a older cabin or like like one yeah, like just like older wooden studios. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then there's so there's that long room. It's got like a grand piano in it. I've got a few keyboards on the wall. Um, I've recently all my instruments are left-handed. I'm a lefty. I was about to say, are you a lefty? So I'm sorry. <laughs> My girlfriend's yeah, a lefty. I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst curse. Man, I, I will say this. I have found, just in my experience, nine out of the ten left-handed people, I mean, I've met a lot, but nine out of ten left-handed people that I know are super smart and talented. <laughs> well, sorry to discredit. I'm just <laughs> okay, Mr. Nerd <laughs> with your, your master's attitude. degree in audio engineering. <laughs> Take me out to dinner and then we'll talk. <laughs> no, uh, the uh, 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. 13% of the world. It's like a thing. Always. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, for anyone who didn't, <laughs> I, I, 12% of the world's always been, or 13%, 13% of the world's always been left-handed. left-handed. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I believe my girlfriend's daughter, I don't know if her son is, but I know her, I'm pretty sure her daughter's left, a lefty. And I think... Your ex-husband left-handed? I don't. I don't remember. But when you see him, you get it. You're yeah. like, scissors suck. <laughs> Fucking Dude. can't play baseball. So okay. Speaking of lefties playing baseball, uh, my nephew who is six or seven years old now, uh, he plays baseball. He's really good at it. But um, he was having a hard time, and it was with his his batting. He was having a hard time batting. Oh. What? And they just, I don't remember how they came up with it, but they like switched, they switched sides. They were like, oh, he's a lefty. We should switch, switch sides. gloves too. Switch gloves, switch sides. What? And this Boom. kid's like locked in. Yeah. He's now awesome. He's in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. He loves it. Uh, he, he's always looking forward to practice and games. So at least from what I'm told, uh, they're all back home in Texas. I don't need to see him. But from did you I'm play told, baseball? I did. Um, I hated it, man. I got out of it before. Uh, I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade when I finally. Yeah, I was in fifth grade because in fourth grade I started doing like BMX a lot and I started like actually racing. And I was also in uh, Taekwondo. And so I was like, I hate team sports. Like, I did. I hated team sports. So I finally somehow my parents pulled me out of baseball um for the chess team and no no i i was i was riding beat racing bmx and hell yeah um, that's sick dude and i was in taekwondo and so those are my two things i, I could see you being bmx you look like you're on dave mira <laughs> you're an unlockable character <laughs> i did bmx for a long time i and then i moved on to like i raced for a while and then moved on to freestyle and i did all that till mid high school and you know and then i got a car and then i didn't have to ride my bike everywhere and then i was like oh i can take the bike to the skate parks now and then but after i graduated high school oh high, yeah after i graduated high school it was all about music it was all about music and could you do some cool tricks then? now man no, back then, back oh then. back then yeah dude i was i was stupid so my nickname was psycho with a lot of my friends because you could tell me something and i would just do it <laughs> I, bar spin never, never tried it before yeah let's, 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 let's get let's give it a shot do you bust a half pipe uh, uh, yeah dude and i gotta hurt a lot I hurt a lot <laughs> i went down a half pipe <sighs> one half times <laughs> um so uh when we were in middle school a buddy of mine and i were at the skate park and we were on the half pipe and you know we were going up and this was we were just getting to the point, and this was like a 12 10 or 12 foot tall half pipe and we were just getting to the point where we could get right over the bar like just just over the edge, just get up, turn around. You know, we we're just trying to get all the way up there yeah. and all the way back down. And when you're what ten years old, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. You know? but- now I'm half that height, so I'm like, oh, this doesn't look that big. When you're ten years old, that's terrifying. And <laughs> ten ten to twelve, somewhere around there, and we're going up and down it, and like we were, we'd go, we'd walk the bikes up, and we'd drop in, and then so we just do that until we'd slow down, and then. We'd, mm-hmm just getting used to it and right. my buddy he he had so much confidence and he just went down went for it <laughs> went all the way up and then just straight down oh on his arm breaks his arm in multiple places bones sticking out i mean bro it was like just 
It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Uh, and that that I, that was. I hadn't broken any bones like that yet. yet. Yeah, I traumatized. <laughs> um, it was years later, but yeah, I was I was into a lot of like trails and dirt riding because mm-hmm. I was I really liked motor motocross. That was what I loved. Um, I didn't really get into that till I was older and I could actually afford one myself. My parents were like, "No, we're not paying for that." So I used my cousins and my friends till I was in high school, and then I bought my own when I had mm-hmm. a job and I was able to get my own bike. What kind did you get? Um, a CR one hundred or CR one ten, something like that. Honda CR one hundred. And then we also had a Kawasaki uh, KDX, which is, that was my uncle's bike given to my cousin, given to us. But it was like a 200 thing. was massive. I love that bike, man. Uh, my brother, we ended up giving it to my brother, and he took it and like tried to turn it into some chopper and then just like trashed it. It super pissed me oh, off. Oh, it yeah. sucks. Because it was a cool bike, and we had it forever. It was a great running bike. My uncle took care of it. He raced motocross and like built bikes. And like. He, then it went the chopper route? What yeah, a demise. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what my brother was thinking. My brother actually had um, like a legit chopper. So... Um, before he joined the military, I think it was before he joined the military. No, before he went on deployment, I think of what it was. It was between, you know, um, boot camp and his deployment. Somewhere between those years, he was working at a car shop because uh, he was a combat diesel mechanic for the military. So he was able to get into a car shop, no problem, work. And this guy was like building motorcycles, and they built this like custom chopper. Just. What uh? What kind of chopper? I I, I bro, I, I don't know what frame they use. I don't know. I don't know what they use. I'd have to ask him. I, I have no idea. It was a sick looking bike. It looked cool as hell. It was all like silver and chrome. It was a gorgeous bike. I've got a picture of it somewhere. I'll try to find it, show it to you. But yeah, I know we're getting close to. How late are you trying time to? here? Um, but. Yeah, I, I did all that stuff. Where, I don't even remember what we were talking about before that now. I think we were talking about... Wow, we went off track. I told you, it happens. Jesus. It so happens on this. We were talking about legalization of marijuana. <laughs> Legalize it. End of story. But... <laughs> uh, no. We're pretty guess, much there. Yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up for today. But... uh Thank you, Alex, for coming on to the podcast here at Nashville for Nobodies. It's it's been awesome talking to you, and we'll definitely get Dude, you back on. Thank you for having when, me. When I have Bobby, Bobby's definitely more than the interviewer than I am. As you can tell, I can rant and just talk. So Bobby likes. I think to, we you know, got the job done. Yeah, I think I think we did okay today. I just want I, I, I will just say to come chill. I will say uh, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast by myself. Yeah. Ever. Normally, I have another host, like someone's hosting yeah. me, or I'm a co-host. So this is my first time hosting a podcast. So yeah. this is cool. So thanks for that experience with me. I <laughs> Dude, appreciate you're good that. host. You're good host. Keep I- it rolling. <laughs> you know. I just try to talk, just wherever the we conversations off, go. We inevitably got off track, like we said we did, but we stayed on track pretty good too. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part. Check the blocks, guys. So, Alex, do you want to give any plugs, your socials, your studio, any of that where people can come and find you and, and check you out? Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is at Alex Walsh Music, and uh, studio is The Arc Nashville. Um, and yeah, go listen to Chad Douglas 
That's the artist I'm working with now. We just put out a few songs and we're going to keep going. And come down and visit us at the Valentine and look for Kyle. He's the one with the cool hair. <laughs> I got the green mohawk. You can't miss me. Alex got long brown hair. He's back behind the sound booth. You can't. Actually, you can easily miss him because he's hiding in the dark. I'm a little troll. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title of this one. Little I'm troll. a little troll. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll roll uh, that's that's what we're titling this one is Perfect. i'm a little troll so when you see the title and get to the end of it it'll all make sense <laughs> but thank you so much man for coming over to the studio and and talking with me it, it's it's been awesome i always love hanging out with you man it's always a good time um y'all thank y'all so much for tuning in the podcast here at nashville for nobodies make sure that you go check out all of our podcasts we're on stitcher anchor apple google spotify anywhere you can find that uh, if you have any questions you can reach out to us on instagram at nashville for nobodies or you can reach out to me thurky base or even if you want to reach out to bob and ask him this is ultimately is his podcast uh, you can reach out to bob at story of bob on instagram and all the socials any questions you have comments concerns you like it you don't like it you want to be on the podcast we're definitely looking for more guests i'm definitely gonna have alex on because i do have some more questions for him and I know we got some more stories we can tell. So thank you guys so much. Alex, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And AMF, guys. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you. So we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender. And please don't forget to tip your band.